I'd like to start this uh, this episode with an apology, uh, an apology directed mainly at my lovely co-host Charlotte. <laughs> uh, so a, a, a fan, uh, one of our beloved, one of our many beloved fans, uh, pointed out one of my uh, severe failings <laughs> as a as a host of uh, and as a human being, yeah, of double D double T, and that was uh, interrupting you and not letting you ever. Speak and finish Wait, your sentences. What? I deserve that. <laughs> and that, and obviously... You know, what, what are you trying to say? <laughs> yes. So, Charlotte, I am sorry that I did, was that way. That I interrupted you. Josh. From the bottom of my heart. That's so sweet. And I'm going to try to be a gentleman in the episodes to follow. Wow. Not including this one. But the ones after. Oh, I see. Okay. No, this one I have I to. Understand. I just knew that it would oh, be hard. There it is. <laughs> All right. 12 seconds. You got 12 seconds in. Once I get my apology done, then we start. <laughs> and it begins. So, sorry. I'll try to be better. <laughs> but You know, the saddest part is that when someone told me that, I was like, oh, yeah, that does happen a lot. But I think... I just didn't notice. <laughs> That's how uh, much of a monster I am. In M- Murder of Roger Ackroyd, those two, it was a little, little fine. Because we were like, everybody kind of talked and nobody was interrupted. At yes. What I, I felt. I can't believe how like self-conscious you got about it. I just mentioned what? it because I thought it was funny and you're like, I have to change my whole life now. Well, it, it struck <clears throat> me to the core. Aww. How could it? I mean, it's not going to strike you to the core. You're the victim. Mm. You're like, haha, it's hilarious that I don't get to speak my mind. So even though I, I'm pretty sure we disagree on this book, but maybe not, I will let you say... Oh, yeah, because I forgot what we were here to talk about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, welcome to Don't Drink the Tea, the Agatha Christie podcast where we analyze Agatha Christie's books one by one. Eventually. Yeah. If we're not interrupted. Yeah. I'm Josh. I'm Zach. I'm Charlotte. Yay. And today... <laughs> yeah. I got it all out. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Why you can. <clears throat> the book today is The Big Four. Ri- written by Agatha Christie. <laughs> Featuring Hercule Poirot and everybody's favorite idiot, Captain <laughs> Hastings. Yay! He's back. He I'm always so turns glad. Up. Why does he always come back? He hasn't changed a bit. No. That, <laughs> you can give him points for being consistent. That's true. But when we get to the book, don't let me forget, I want to talk about the moment I thought he had changed, and when oh. he was like, no, don't, I didn't change at all. <laughs> That'll be interesting. But we'll, we'll get to that. Because I don't remember that. Oh, maybe. Maybe I know what you're talking about. We'll see. We'll, see, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. probably really different, like, our reactions to it. Does oh, it, yeah. does it, excuse me, does it involve redheads? <laughs> there is that a. Is the operative question. There again. is a redhead moment in this book. Mm-hmm. Even though he Amazing. is married to a redhead, right? I lost track. I thought maybe like she might have been blonde and it was weird, but strawberry I... blonde, technically a redhead. <laughs> yeah, right. I think she's redhead, and that's been the excuse for him being gone for some books. Even though well, we'll get to that, mm. but he'll come back and then he'll be like, "Oh, how's the little, little lady Cinderella from Murder on the Links?" Who we know? Do we ever know her actual name? Do we? I don't know. In this book, they just referenced they... Cinderella again. Right. She made out like that was actually her real name. She was like, I know it's silly, but that's my... Didn't she? Or was that her stage name? Because she was like a Tumblr or something that really was a weird. While back. It was a long time N- Not ago. a very memorable book. 
<clears throat> no, even though something important like that happened in it. But but this time, we're here to talk about the big four. So this book has an interesting uh, history of how it's published. Uh, Charlotte, do you want to talk about that? Uh, am I ready to do that? I might be. Uh, fill in the gaps for me if I'm wrong. Um, so this was another one, like one that we had recently that was done in a series. Like it was shown in a magazine. Oh, Brown Suit. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It was like that. <clears throat> so this one came out in several papers or several different editions of a paper. Wow. I can't speak today. Should have did those lip warm-ups. This, <laughs> it's this not too late. be a great time for someone to interrupt me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not allowed to do that anymore. I have like a, a, a shock collar on anytime I even think about it. <laughs> <laughs> so that might be why the book feels a little fragmented. But I know we're not talking about that quite yet. Mm. But this one came out after Roger Ackroyd, obviously, because we're going in this order. Mm -hmm. But was written before? Okay. Yeah. I think the the stories were published, like, around the time of Brown Suit, which is two books. Three books ago. And oh, so wow. we'll get into, like we talked about, you can see the big jump in style. Mm. Uh, see how she progressed and then it, it feels like a step backwards how things have changed yes uh so like you said it was published stories she usually would work on a novel now she got in the hang of it especially after Ackroyd she would work on a novel every year but this time uh she couldn't work on a novel because life got crazy <laughs> dang <laughs> so Zach you want to talk about how cr crazy Agatha Christie's life got yeah I would love to. It was wild. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Um, she hit her midlife crisis. She got a convertible. <laughs> and she, a motorcycle. A motorcycle. Wow. She went golfing all all the time. Like, all the time. Like, it was like three days a week. Oh. And that's, like, you can go every weekend, but, like, three days, that's excessive. And when are you going to write when you're golfing? <laughs> right. Because you come home and you're tired. So if she right. had a motorcycle, did she have, like, a sidecar for her golf bag? Or did she just, like... Well, was she hardcore and like just wore her golf bag while she was riding yeah, her motorcycle? Wow, uh -huh. <laughs> it's a heavy weight on your back. She almost lost a pitching wedge once. <laughs> it was, it was, it was sad. Honestly, I was almost distraught. Um, but yeah, it was it was hard for everyone involved, mm. including people that loved her. Right. And her fish Finish it died. up, Josh. <laughs> well, step down in in traumatic events from that. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it couldn't get any worse. Uh, her mom had just died around this time. Uh, not the time she's writing this, but mm -hmm. after Roger Ackroyd. Her mom had just died, and she just found out that her uh, husband was cheating on her. Slime ball? Uh, like a slime ball. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he uh, filed for divorce. And um, Wow, that's a lot. That's so, trauma. Yeah, and so he said, hey, I'm going to go spend the week at some friend's house and obviously the mistress was there it was his secretary right it was somebody close like to them to i the think family. that was what it was in that link that you sent me yeah uh, an art, a really good article i don't remember who it was by but it was like on history.uk or something like that mm -hmm. and um so he went there and christy gave or put her children or daughter in the care of the maid and she left the house and disappeared completely True story. They found her car with, like, the headlights on and her bag still in it, but mm -hmm. her not in it. And then they started a, a big manhunt. And it was, like, a couple weeks. Mm -hmm. uh, 
and they, he was under suspicion. Her husband was under right. suspicion. Him and his his uh, new girlfriend. Yeah, for killing her, and like disposing of the body. That is so crazy. They searched the <laughs> lake to try to find her body, mm-hmm. uh, and um, they got Sir Arthur Conan Doyle to. He he was into all that like magicy stuff. They got him to try to contact her spirit because mm-hmm. he wanted to help try to find her. But That's obviously that didn't, she wasn't dead. So despite that not working anyway, it definitely didn't work. Double didn't work. And, um, <laughs> it's a weird suggestion, but he was really into that stuff. Right. But it's, it, I forget that they lived at the same time. Like, he yeah, just seems too. so farther back than that. He wrote in the, like, he, of course, Sherlock Holmes was set in like the mm. 1880s, 1890s, but. I guess I forget that that wasn't the case. Yeah. Yeah. But this would have been in the 20s. So he could have still lived through both of those periods of time. I don't have to Just look up when older. he was born. Yeah. yeah anyway. Uh, eventually, a waiter at a hotel said that he thought that a woman who... A South African woman by the name of uh, Archibald Christie's mistress... Yeah, was, that was a crazy turn. Yeah, was staying at the hotel. So undercover... Uh, Archibald and all the cops go into the hotel and he sees his wife who's sitting across them in the like the dining area reading the newspaper that is talking about Agatha Christie <clears throat> disappearing. Just so wild. They go up and talk to her and she looks like, huh? Like she's completely has no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> New accent, who dis? <laughs> <laughs> she's uh she's like, I'm South African now. It's <clears throat> things have changed since you So there's a lot of different theories about like mm-hmm. did she go to try to punish her husband? Mm-hmm. Did she go for the publicity, even though her last book did it really well, like worldwide, she wasn't that well known of an author. Mm-hmm. And this obviously boosted because that was one of my fun facts, and I can go ahead and say it now. Murder of Roger Ackroyd is a book that everybody knows her for now, but the big four had way bigger sales because of oh. her disappearance. Because oh. it was published right after. So all of that happened. Oh, wow. She never spoke about what happened, whether or not she was trying to punish her husband or whether or not it was a mental breakdown and she actually lost. She never spoke about it and she came back and was it, do you remember it was her brother or somebody was like, you sh- shouldn't write a novel, you need a break. Why don't you collect? Yes, yeah. You, why don't you collect these short stories that you published? Some things that she already had right. written, yeah. And so, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. But that was the, that was the the way that this book came about. It wasn't supposed to be published like this. It mm-hmm. wasn't supposed to be the Christie of the year. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be some short stories she wrote for fun. And it ended up being a bigger deal than that because of what was going on in her life. Wow. Yeah. So it sounds like one of her own books. It, it does. <laughs> it's incredible. So what do you think? Like, based off of that story, did, <clears throat> did she lose her memory? Was it directed at her husband? Mm-hmm. Was it publicity? What do you think? That is so, because I, I read over what you sent me, that article you sent me, and I was thinking about it a lot, because it feels like it lends itself in both directions. Like, it could have been either way, it could have been deliberate, or it could have been completely accidental, because when she had, just from reading, like, the historical accounts, she had a lot of symptoms of someone who had had a concussion, because mm-hmm. you can get some amnesia, and you can, uh, it's extremely rare, but if you get hit on the head hard enough, there is, uh a condition where you will start speaking in another accent. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> which is bizarre. But, uh, so that could have happened. Because it's hard to imagine that she would have done that for publicity. She doesn't... doesn't seem like Given that. what other people talk about her, yeah, because we haven't met her. <laughs> right. It doesn't seem like something from what is known about her that she would have been that 
like kept it up that long for this. I could see her doing it like as to get back at him, but we would have had limits. But yeah. to do that just to make her book sell, I can't. I can't imagine. But yeah. she could have, with all of that stress, she could very well have had a breakdown and and a car accident. Mm-hmm. So the thing that's that... so hard to say. Yeah, sorry, I thought you were done. I didn't mean to interrupt. You. I am done. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that makes me. Because there are parts that make it seem like, okay, was if it was anyone else, would I say, not like my favorite author, but if it was anybody else, would I be like, she's faking it. Right. But <laughs> I could see her wanting to punish her husband and be like justified in that, mm-hmm. but I don't think she would want her kids to mm-hmm. be away from her that long mm-hmm. and put them through that. I don't think that would be a thing she'd do. I mean, they were in the care of a maid, but still... I don't know if they heard about their yeah. mom being maybe dead. They probably kept that a secret. Right, because like you said, two weeks and like the I entire country much, was had it was like in the newspapers and stuff. Yeah, how would she have just? Yeah. At that point, if she was faking it, it would be like, oh, this has gone a little too far. Maybe. <laughs> like once she read that Arthur Conan Doyle was getting his pants in Claire a twist, <laughs> she would. She'd be like, I better, I better come back. <laughs> So, uh, well, Zach, what do you think? Do you what would be your theory? What do you think? Now, <laughs> this is not very well known about Agatha Christie, sure, but it is a, it, it's hard and true fact that uh, she brace yourselves. <laughs> There's nothing funny about this. Yes, she was a bank robber. Oh yeah, and <laughs> she was pulling off a major heist. Go, go going on through there. Oh, and you know. <laughs> She did, like, they're like, oh, where is she? Where is she? And meanwhile, she's over. She's at the bank? She's over at the bank. (laughs) (laughs) She's robbing it. Okay. It was great. It was a great time. Thank you for that theory. You're welcome. You asked for a theory. Well, we can't ignore... It's possible. Yeah, anything's possible, I guess. Yeah. We can't ignore Doctor Who's theory, which was that she was attacked by a giant alien wasp. Oh, oh, yeah, of course. (laughs) Anyway... So I think that makes the most sense. But given <laughs> if you read the big four and then find out that was the next thing that happened in her life, you might be tempted to think, oh, she was already losing her mind. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so maybe we do agree oh, on this book the now. the big four. All right, let's talk about the big four, okay? Uh, so we're going to have Zach's segment coming up. But right now, to set it up, let's talk about the premise, the simple premise of the big four, like the elevator pitch of the big four elevator pitch of the big four it is the first james bond movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> ever i won't say the first james bond novel because they actually had a thread of sanity in them mm. i've only read one but it was like because ian fleming was actually in the secret service i think mm. to some level right I think something like that. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> the books weren't quite like the movies became, like, the the silly, mm-hmm. ridiculous. But you read this and you're like, I've seen this movie. This is a James Bond movie. Yeah. The first novel did not come out. The first James Bond novel did not come out. I looked this up until 1953. This book was written in 1927. Oof. So I think whoever produced the first James Bond movie must have read this. <laughs> Roger Moore. Roger Moore movie. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, yes. So it's international intrigue and um, criminal masterminds. Okay. And uh. Um, uh, fever dreams. Yeah. And <laughs> so it starts with, uh, with like Poirot hears word of this organization of criminals for big people 
each of them have like an uh, like the one of them is represented by a dollar sign. Mm-hmm. One of them's called so, the destroyer. Yeah, there's four. the there's the brains, the money, the muscle, and the yeah. what was the what was the fourth one? The knife. The duckies. <laughs> the duckies. Mm-hmm. Oh, there was the the woman. Ooh, she was the brains, right? No, well, there was the mastermind, the brains, oh, the money. The they had two brains. Destroyer. They have two different brains. They did have two brains. <laughs> it, oh yeah, it was it was supposed to be a French woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, an American person, American man, mm-hmm. Chinese man, and they didn't know anything about the fourth guy. Mm-hmm. And Poirot at first was like, this sounds like a bunch of like made up stuff. And then uh, the course of the book is Poirot getting pulled into this insane case. Um, and it's a bunch of little stories about them tracking down the different members of the big four and mm-hmm. all of this intrigue and crazy stuff that happens. And the police being like, this is ridiculous. And Poirot being like, no, the big four is real. We got to track him down. You know, it has to be bad when when Hastings says, oh, come, isn't this a bit far-fetched? <laughs> On page 25. <laughs> yeah, Hastings had the right idea there. It only gets worse from there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, that's the simple premise. Now, for gotcha. Zach's sum up, since this book has about 73 different things going on, uh, Conservatively, we, yep. It would have been hard for me to sum up or even to read the Wikipedia article prem- summary to him and for him to do it back. So we thought a good idea was for him to take that premise that he knows mm-hmm, and now. go down the list of chapter titles and say what he thinks the book is about. And it, there's two pages of them, so turn the page oh, okay, when you're wow. done. Okay, so uh, for everybody listening in, <clears throat> I don't know anything about this book. This Here's is- Zach sum ups. We don't have a song yet, do we? No. You need one. I need a song. I guess I can make a song. Zach sum ups, he sums so, up the stuff. Boy, howdy. <laughs> um, Where are they going at? So, when we're talking about the four crime leagues, is that what that's good? Is that what it is? Well, you're not listening to <laughs> us. It was the four what? Four criminals. They're four crim- people. Oh, oh, the four people. In a major okay. criminal conspiracy organization thingy. Gotcha. Now, for me, I don't know anything about this book, The Big Four, but I do know a little bit about the concert series, The Big Four. Of yeah. metal's four greatest, uh, four biggest bands. <laughs> oh, that's right. And uh, so I will be referring to these not as the brains, the other guys. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna be Metallica, Slayer, Megadeth, and Anthrax. <laughs> uh, so anybody <laughs> listening, in, which one's gonna be who? Who knows? Uh, follow along. Okay. Grab your copy. Grab Look your at copy. the contents. Look at the context. Story time. Here we go. So what I'm gonna do because. One chapter needs to lead into the next chapter, right? So I'm going to look at the two, and I'm going to try to just guess what happens in that that leads to the next one. Very thoughtful. Okay. So, chapter one, The Unexpected Guest. I'm assuming The Unexpected Guest is probably a rabbi. (laughs) Because there's always a rabbi. And that's very unexpected. (laughs) Right. And the rabbi... uh, So the next chapter is The Man from the Asylum. So the the rabbi is like... This is Proro, right? Proro book? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So he's like... I can't do a Jewish accent. <laughs> Just thank goodness. Normal, because that was almost terrible. Yeah. <laughs> the way his face contorted for like a brief second. Just do I Mel was, Brooks. I was trying to do Mel Brooks, but I can't do yeah. it. It's impossible. Squirrels. <laughs> um, there's rocks. There's trees. There's squirrels. Squirrel. I need you. <laughs> That's not good. He's like, Poro, I need you to help me. Uh, there's been. So is there any murder in this book? Yeah, tons. Oh, cool. Um, 
Don't ask any questions. Just okay. like feel it. There's been a murder at the asylum that I run. <laughs> the rabbi runs the asylum. Right. You know how like, like, like uh, religion and state. Okay. So it's, it's like a rab- that. It's a, it's, yeah, it's a state without that. So the rabbi runs the asylum. <laughs> so now we're a man from the asylum. The man from the asylum is a two is a play on words because it's it's both about uh, the man from the asylum being rabbi and the man that was killed. And uh, oh. the man that was killed was obviously, obviously Li Cheng Yen, uh, because the next chapter is, we hear more about Li Cheng Yen. Because okay. uh, Poirot's like, tell me more about Li Cheng Yen, the man who's just been killed in the asylum. Okay, so he was the guy who died. All right. Obviously. That's- <laughs> Wait, right? What's the next chapter? Um, and so um, the uh, rabbi's like, um, well, all we know... Well, we don't know much about his murder. All we know is that he died immediately after eating uh, a, a a leg of mutton. <laughs> yes, indeed, he was poisoned from a leg of mutton, oh, which okay. is indeed the name of the fourth chapter. Wow. Um, a leg of mutton? Yep. And so what is the importance of the leg of mutton? Right. That's what we find out in chapter four. The importance of the leg of mutton is that they didn't have any mutton in the asylum that oh. day. They didn't serve it to anybody there. There was an inside man. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. I don't know where uh, Megadeth's going to come in this, but I'm sure it's somewhere. Uh, and, um, so they're in the asylum. I'm trying to connect these two. <laughs> these two chapters is the leg of mutton and disappearance of a scientist. Uh-huh. Okay. Is the sci- I can't ask any questions. I'm going to assume the scientist is one of the members of the big four. I'm going to assume that they're anthrax, because that's a, that's a very science Sciency. Yeah, sciency. You know, he puts it, you put in the letters. Um, and so, uh, Poirot goes off to do some investigating about Li Chang Yen, and, uh, he goes to, and he goes into this, uh, he figures, <laughs> he figures out that, uh, he was a scientist before he went in there, before he went crazy and went in the asylum, oh. uh, because he was the one who developed anthrax, okay. which is his name. That drove him crazy. He, that drove him crazy. Uh. Well, they put him in the asylum because he was, like, trying to kill people with it or whatever. Um, <laughs> or whatever. But his partner from the lab has mysteriously disappeared. Disappearance of a scientist. Mm. Um, scientists is one of the big four. His name is Anthrax. We're moving on. He's like, eh, curiously, 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 and curiously. <laughs> um, so they move on. And... <laughs> Uh, is, does Poirot have anybody that he goes around with? Hastings. Hastings. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah, yeah. This isn't the next book. The next right. book doesn't have Hastings. Right. I don't know anything, guys. <laughs> so he's talking to Hastings, and Hastings was like, "As we were as we were walking up the uh, the, the stairs just now, I noticed this fine redhead." <laughs> That's so, accurate. Right. And he's like, I'm going to go check that out. And so, <laughs> chapter six, the, the woman, woman on, on the, the stairs. stairs. Yeah, okay. Walk the past, he's like, check out that, even though he's married. You know, Hastings. What Hastings. A Ugh. Um, what is radium? <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> they stole it, whatever it is. So next, next we have, uh, we hear a report about uh, the radium thieves, also known as, you guessed it, Megadeth. Oh. <laughs> Megadeth is all like, we're going to steal the radium. And so they do. <laughs> Clearly. So who did they tell that to and what did they stop them? <laughs> no, no, no. They decided among themselves. Oh, among themselves. The, themselves. Thieves, okay. the, leader, 
of of this this band of thieves is Megadeth. Okay, Among, I got one of the members of the Big Four. He okay. has his own little posse of thieves that he's using to steer the radium, whatever that may be. <laughs> um, so next, Poirot does some investigating. He figures out where uh, Megadeth uh, is, where his his hideout is. Mm. So where do they go? In the house of the enemy. Chapter eight in the house of the enemy. Um, while they're, while he's in there, because they're off trying to do their, you know, they're doing another crime or something. Um, they're out, they're, maybe they're going bowling, who knows? Uh, <laughs> the bowling league. Of right, Megadeth. the, the bowl, bowl, bowling, so Megadeth's bowling league, you know. They're big, they scored like a, like 250 last time. It was great. It's good. Yeah, it was. Um, so in there, they, they he, Poirot finds plans which we're just lying out because he's not Megadeth's not really that responsible. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just laying out the plans uh, to steal uh, the yellow jasmine. Okay. And so he he, he which so is gonna be told coming up. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Get ahead of you. Um, but so the next chapter is called the Yellow Jasmine Mystery because Poirot doesn't even know what the yellow jasmine is. Wow. Because he's never heard of it, which would mean that he doesn't know what it is. <laughs> yeah. Um. Does a little bit of research, tells Hastings to go away, because obviously he's being annoying. Um, <laughs> Clearly. Accurate. And he finds out that the Yellow Jasmine is in the Croftlands, which is where he heads next. We investigate at the Croftlands, chapter 9. Uh, chapter 10, I mean. Uh, so in the Croftlands. And that was what Bruce Springsteen wrote that song about, right? Yeah. Croftlands! <laughs> um, so in the Croftlands, he walks... I assume the Croftlands is a part of the country. Why not? Why not? <laughs> uh, so he's at the Croftlands, uh, home of the Yellow Jasmine, whatever that may be, and uh, he, he goes inside of a tavern, because you always need to go in the, the local tavern, because that's where the hot goss is. Mm. Um, that's true. And he meets an old man in there, also known as, you guessed it, Slayer, a chess champion. Oh. He, also known as the Brain. Because he's really smart, he plays chess. Yeah. His name is also Slayer. Right. Why? Because he slays that chessboard. I tell you. <laughs> um, so Poirot wants to ask him some questions. He says, "Only if you beat me in a game of chess, uh, will I answer your questions." Okay. And so Poirot, chapter eleven, a chess problem. He goes and starts playing chess. This man obviously underestimates how good Poirot probably is at chess because mm -hmm. he's a world class <laughs> detective. He can he can tell what he's thinking, what he's gonna do next. Mm. Switcheroo at the end, Slayer baited him into a trap, uh, beat him. He doesn't have to answer any questions. Poirot oh. is like, good match, my man. Um, <laughs> which is obviously what the next chapter was about, the baited trap. Did I read that before I said that? No. Whoa. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> well good. Uh, the mouse walks in. Now, the mouse is clearly Metallica, right? We know that. What? Yeah. The, ma the, the mouse, mouse walks in. <laughs> and he's, he's coming in to meet with Slayer. Okay. They're the, the next two guys. Yeah. Um, and uh, Metallica's like, Slayer, come on, we need, we need to hit it. And he's like, I'll get you later, guys. <laughs> that's how Slayer talks. Good to know. Yep, that, that's the guy who is the world test champion? Yeah. Okay. Good the old guy. <laughs> he yeah, he's wearing one of those, uh, like, a, like a mailman hat. Okay, yeah. What do they the call The visor? Not a beret type? Like, like, kind of like a beret. Raspberry like, beret. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. French no, but, man hat. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you said uh, Phil, who was on the podcast before, was wearing one of those, and you said he looked like a French dad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, so Mouse walks in, they leave, and Poirot is like, I must follow Zen. Um, how do I get to this next chapter? <laughs> I was wondering that, too. Uh, Same thing she wondered when writing it. Hastings <laughs> comes busting in, and he's like, listen, man, I know that I'm all about them redheads. <laughs> Let me tell you, there's a blonde. She is fine. <laughs> and uh she she's quite she's a mystery she's a paradox the paradox blonde <laughs> and so it's peroxide it's only, bro oh is that it's what it peroxide. is peroxide. Peroxide. <laughs> oh she was a redhead but then she yes. got a peroxide <laughs> there you yes. go yeah that Same track there's only four chapters left how am I gonna figure this out <laughs> wrap it up <laughs> um two minute warning what is that word <laughs> um okay so next chapter 15 uh, Hastings realizes that he's married. A terrible catastrophe. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, dang, I'm married. <laughs> he goes off. Oh, sorry, ladies. He goes I love off. That interpretation of that title. <laughs> yep. He goes off and cries. Um, Perot's like, what an idiot. <laughs> um, uh, he goes and uh, he he meets up. He, following those guys, he sees every member of the big four. Wow. Now, they're all together. <laughs> He's going to bust them off, probably. Um, and he has, all the members of the big four have a man that, you know, they kidnapped. Uh, he's a Chinaman, okay. clearly, yeah. because the name of this next chapter is The Dying Chinaman. Oh. They've roughed him up because he has the yellow jasmine. Oh. That is what it's called. Right. Um, and so they're trying to get it from him. Is this where we learn what the yellow jasmine is? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's not important. <laughs> so, it's worth a lot of money. Okay. Um, it's it's a it's it's a it's it's a fifty year savings bond that he's had for fifty years. Oh wow! So work that math out. Yeah, work that math out. Um, so chapter seventeen, number four wins a trick. Number four was clearly Metallica, also known as the Mouse. The Mouse. Oh, he has so many names. Yes. So. Uh, number four, the mouse, the man, the mystery, Metallica. He wins a trick. Um, basically, the the Chinaman says, I'll give you the, the yellow jasmine before I die if you can figure out how I do this magic trick. <laughs> and he does. Oh, wow. Because, in case you didn't know, Metallica's also uh, a low-class magician. Is he? Yeah. Is them. Is them. Is them. All of them. Are yes. They? Are they? That's um, it. <laughs> Is they? <laughs> and then the last last chapter is in the... How did you say that word? Felsen Labyrinth. Felsen Labyrinth. Labyrinth, yeah. So Poirot, uh, being... Uh, <laughs> I can't think of any more better word than cheeky. Is, uh, he runs and grabs the yellow cheek? jasmine, and he just books it to a labyrinth. Right? <laughs> Bobbin weaving through everything. Right? He's making his way through the maze, because he already knows the way through. Yeah. And he comes out the other side... And what you didn't know is that he called Scotland Yard uh, before he went in there. Oh. And as all the members of the Big Four come racing out towards him, they all get busted for, for beating up that man and killing the other guys. And that's the end of the Big Four. Bravo. <clears throat> that took far too long. <laughs> Better than the real Big Four, would you say? Uh, I, I would say yes. <laughs> if yeah. not, yeah, if not, I'm far. I mean, it did have <laughs> medals for greatest. We're biggest bad. You have to, to have up. you have to give him credit for that. Yeah. 
Okay. Our next point we want to talk about is plot. <laughs> so we've got some cleaning up to do. I think we've, I think we've covered that pretty well. <laughs> um, oh, my. A few plot points um, that I wanted to talk about. Uh, the importance of a leg of mutton was one of the chapter titles that Zach, that Zach talked about. So expertly. And that that yes. was pretty funny that there is a, a scene, and Hastings is always talking about what a fool Poirot is whenever he's he's like, oh, that stair is creaky, that's important, or that that drawer knob is loose, that's important. And Hastings is like, you're crazy. And this time Poirot's holding a frozen piece of mutton, and he's like, this is important. And for once, Hastings is justified by saying, you're going crazy. And he's swinging this leg of mutton, <laughs> nice. but it is an important clue to how this person was murdered. Nice. And so really, it, like with the plot, it, there's a bunch of short stories of of little murders they have to solve that are connected to the big four. Like you yeah, can, a lot uh, of them you could take, to be. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them you could take out the big four connection and they wouldn't, they would be still be pretty good mysteries. Like mm-hmm. the chess game was one I particularly liked. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. In the, was the famous chess player who didn't leave his house. Right. And, uh, yes. Slayer. Slayer. Clearly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that one was okay. And the person that was playing chess with him died in the middle of the game, like, immediately. Mm-hmm. And like, it had to be a heart attack, but Poirot was not convinced because mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. thinks it's connected to the, to the big four. So when does the rabbi come in? Um, that's, uh, that's later. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. So, but like we said, there, there's so much going on with the plot, it's, it's really hard to boil it down. Yeah, um, on agathachristie.com, it shows all of her books, and it has, like, a little coding system of it shows you what does they call it like oh like if it was a it was a praro or was it a marble um was it a tommy and top it's like they have these little diamond symbols and they also have murder methods so for most books you know there's there's a little diamond with a a knife for mm-hmm. a stabbing okay. that's how someone died or there's a little um gun and on this one i took a screenshot of it because there's like this huge long string of diamonds <laughs> of like there's a syringe, there's an there's a lightning bolt, there's a razor, there's a car bomb. There's All of these things are going on. That was one thing I that I wanted to mention was that it was uh, most of the books at this point people died in pretty traditional ways besides maybe the guy who was pushed onto the railroad tracks. Uh-huh. Like a lot of times it was poisoning or shot. But this book I I guess because it was short stories and it was that crazy plot like people were dying in like crazy ways. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, we got the plot covered. Uh, some lines that we wrote down, like something that you really liked, something that struck you funny. I have a few. Yes. Well, while I'm looking you, for one. You want me to start? I just want to say that in chapter one, and I remember telling you this distinctly when I first read this book, which was years ago, because yeah. I remember you said that I was like, this book is so great, which I still, I still love this book. Yeah. It's horrible. It is so <laughs> bad. It makes every possible mistake. <laughs> I still love it because it's almost a parody of everything she's ever done, mm. but it's so bad. It's, yeah. it's <laughs> awful, it is. It's but I still love it. Terrible book. <laughs> but in the very first chapter, uh, Poirot jumps off a moving train, yeah. which I think completely sets the tone for the book. What? Yeah. With and the rabbi like or without the rabbi? <laughs> <laughs> and that might not even be the craziest thing he does in the book. Exactly. Yeah, there's a, there's a smoke bomb at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing... Yeah, there's there's a smoke bomb, and his 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 imaginary twin brother. <laughs> I forgot about what? that. Okay, at the very end, uh, uh, you, they think it's Poirot in the room with the big four, but then he pulls off his mustache, and it's not him. It's his twin brother, Achille. Achille. Achille yeah. Poirot, 
And then the, he sings like, Waro is a brother! And then later on, Waro was like, it. <laughs> it was me pretending to be my brother. But he, he, was, he just shaved his mustache and had a fake mustache on he that whole time? He had a scar. He had a scar on mm-hmm. his lip that was real? Or something crazy like that? Um, I can't remember. There was so much subterfuge at that point. But so that much... was like the reason that he had a mustache in, yes. in, in real life. <laughs> in canon. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank yeah. you. So, uh, some of the lines that I particularly liked, uh, they, uh, Poirot talked about an, a man who was an expert on all things of China, and he called him a man of mediocre intellect. I like that. <laughs> um, another one, this was just, in the context of the book, it makes sense, but I feel like it's funny out of context that he, Poirot said, is, it is a mistake to commit a murder on a Monday. And oh, that just I sounds, about that. That sounds funny to me. That's excellent. Uh, one line that, uh, it's not a line that I liked. But um, Hastings finds out the one of the the brains, not the mastermind, but the brains of the big four is a French woman who's like Madame Curie. Mm-hmm. She's like the next Madame Curie, and Hastings is surprised by this. And he said he's surprised, and he says that he thought you needed a masculine brain for science. And there's a lot of critics of Christie who say that she is, uh, even though she was a woman, she didn't uh, she f- like acted like men were better than women. Misogynistic? Misogynistic, thank you. I'm sorry. I was going to tiptoe around until I try to find a word, but that would have lasted for an hour. <laughs> and, like, in that case, I don't ever think that that's how Christy felt. I think that's how she knew that men felt at the time. Yeah. And that's what she was representing. And the critics that say that are wrong, that she was, even when she was the narrator of the book, which she often was, it was, she would have the characters have these wrong ideas, these flaws, and then be proved wrong, because that woman was a great scientist. Yeah. Yeah, she did that a lot. She presented a lot of prejudices that were common of mm-hmm. the day, but no, I don't think that she felt that way. Oh, and, and prejudice in this book. The, there's a lot of prejudice that characters say that is proved wrong by what the characters do. The one racist thing that I wish she hadn't done was a Chinese character named Ah Ling. In my notes, I just wrote Ah Ling facepalm because like, <laughs> he just talks and she writes like how... A it Chinese was, was person with broken English rights. So I was like, okay, that was a mistake. But other than that, she breaks stereotypes. And she yes. shows that whenever people say it, it's not like as the, the narrator herself, mm-hmm. she's like saying these things. But it's the characters that say it and they always prove, they always turn out wrong. Yeah, she was drawing attention to it. Yeah. I think we talked about that once before because Chimneys. always, yeah, she always had uh, characters that were not British. Yes. And... Every, all of the British characters always suspected them. They always yeah. wanted it to be the foreigner. And said things, terrible they, things about Yes, them. and it never was. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, that's probably a bad setup for when you read later Christie's, but you'll get that if you read a lot of them. Yeah. That it was never the person that they wanted to be. It was never the non-British uh, representative. Right. Yeah, it was not like a, a stereotype that they were criminals. Right. Yeah, but that part was pretty bad. I oh, remember. yeah, I, I, I was cringing. <laughs> and then I wrote, Nobody Cares About France. And I searched for a while to be like, what was I saying that about? And that was, I was reading this book in a restaurant, and there was a couple behind me talking so loudly about their experiences in France, and I couldn't focus <laughs> on the book. And so I wrote in my notes, nobody cares about France. And that's what that meant. And I, it took me a while to remember that. I'm nice. Like, nobody cares about France. What nice. <laughs> so I do care about France. I'm, I was just mad at that couple. Nice. <laughs> okay. Wow. Your one lines? of one of my favorite moments. We talked about yeah Hastings being like, oh, this is far fetched, and there's uh, one time where 
Poirot was like, oh, this case is making me run around like a crazy little dog, yeah. which is so true. But one of my favorite parts is where they break into a house, which was like one of the accurate parts of Zach's sum up. Yeah. They really do break into someone's house. Did and I they say did that? leave. <laughs> it's gone. He's forgotten. It, I, it, was, a, it was a ride. Yeah. I'll tell you. <laughs> you just were in the moment and yeah. then now it's gone. And they do find, like, carelessly left behind, right? Like, this research that the big oh, four yeah. had done on them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember this now. <laughs> you do? Yeah. <laughs> Good. And so they had done all this research on Poirot and Hastings, the, the big four had, and they found it, and they were reading it, and Poirot was like, this is great. It says, he was childishly delighted with this discovery. Personally, I could not see that it was of any value whatever. And... <laughs> Hastings says, he appears to have grossly exaggerated idea of your brain power and to have absurdly underrated mine. Oh, yeah. I do not see how we are better off for knowing this. <laughs> so then good. they kind of exchange insults, Poirot and Hastings, which that part was good. Um, he said, oh, what did he say? Their notes had contained some absurd reference to my supposed impulsiveness and had suggested that I was susceptible to the charms of young women with hair of a certain shade. <laughs> <laughs> and he is tricked by a woman with red hair. It mm -hmm. works. Right? <laughs> it happens in the book. He's consistent. <laughs> yeah. He's consistent. She's like, she's working for the big four and they send her knowing she, that he'll fall for it. Right. She was on the stairs. Uh, no, but <laughs> she was. Oh, okay. She was yeah, I completely forgot about that whole chapter where Hastings goes undercover and he's like, <laughs> In the house of the enemy. Yes, and he's this is going so well. They never suspect me. And, they and then knew. at the end of the chapter, they're like, We knew before you got here. <laughs> they knew the whole You're time. so bad at this. And Poirot sent him knowing that he couldn't do it right. Yep. And Poirot fakes his death at the end and doesn't tell Hastings because he knows that Hastings won't be able to act. Like he's like Poirot's dead, mm -hmm. and he'll ruin everything. Pretty much everything Poirot does is so Hastings can't ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> so Hastings is a real enemy. Yeah, <laughs> Hastings is the big four. So if Poirot really would have sent Hastings off because he was being annoying, that would have been helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. When when that act when he's actually out of the books, which thankfully the next one is a Poirot without <laughs> Hastings. Phew. Yeah. Well, he'd be better off. One thing I'd like to say that I liked about this book. I liked that because of, of the big four, like we said the the mastermind, the brains, the other thing, the money and the then the muscle. Mm. That was something that he, they spent the whole time trying to find out was the identity of the muscle or the destroyer, mm -hmm. they called him. And I liked that you were like always kind of like trying to catch up to him, although it got a little bit ridiculous near the end. It was like this is well, it was ridiculous the whole way through. But the fact that they found out because the guy was always in disguise and he could change himself to look different really easily. They talked to the peroxide blonde, the per paradoxal blonde, <laughs> the pterodactyl blonde. I was, I was half reading. <laughs> and she tells them that she knew him before and that he had this funny little habit of like, was it like the, his bread? He played with his bread like when he he's eating. He, yeah, he like, yeah. he did something with his bread. Sounds like something you would do, Josh. <laughs> It was a tick. It was a nervous tick. And later, like, they identify him by that. And that was kind of cool. It was, like, the only part of the plot that was not a giant gaping hole. Like, that was believable. Yes. Yeah. I agree with you. <laughs> um, so, next is, uh, I mean, we've talked about, like, all around is reviews. You want to go first? You want me to go first with, like, your final review? Mm. 
I think, yeah, I think I already said it earlier. It, it's insane and it's bad. It's just like poorly written, a mess, yeah. but I still like it. <laughs> um, but I don't know that I would tell anyone to read it unless they wanted to like have all of everything that happens. And that, that, that's it. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> well, my review, I don't really lo- like it like you do. Uh, <laughs> wow. For good reason. And th- this is, I, but these are my reasons for thinking this is not a good book. Um, it's too reliant on the other parts to be a s- collection of short stories and it's too disjointed to be a novel. Absolutely s- true. So you feel like you're in between. It comes after Ackroyd in publication like that with that being the last book that you read, you can't help but feel let down and feel like it's step, a step backwards in her skill of writing. Yes. Although the way she, she ended this one made it sound like it was a setup for Ackroyd because Poirot's like, this is my biggest case and I'm going to retire now and move to the country and grow vegetables, which is what he does in... Right. Yeah. So I guess <laughs> if you weren't reading it like us, you never would have picked up on that. Right. Um, uh, it's all action. There's so much action in it. And the problem with the action is, I wrote down an example, page 65. The action is told like, it happens so fast you can't, you can't keep up with it. I think this is the paragraph that, that I wanted to say. And then with complete unexpectedness, the blow fell. In a minute, we were surrounded, gagged, and bound. At least ten men must have been waiting for us. Resistance was useless. Like two helpless bundles, we were lifted up and carried along. To my intense astonishment, they took us towards the house and not away from it. With a key, they opened the door into the laboratory and carried us into it. One of the men stooped down before the big safe. The door of it swung open. I felt an unpleasant sensation down my spine. Were they going to bundle us into it and leave us there to asphyxiate slowly? And all of the... I know I read it fast. But all of the action is told like, and then this, and then this, and then this. You don't get any like you don't get to sit in a moment like a car chase mm-hmm. would be like we drove our cars fast and we outran them <laughs> like uh-huh. that's the only example i thought to write down but every yeah. action scene is like that yeah <clears throat> but conversely whenever they would slow down because it was from hastings viewpoint it was like please let this be over wait 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 wait, wait, wait. <laughs> he said so many times so many times he said i knew i knew that was the moment i was going to die i knew this was my yes. last moment on earth but he said it like 10 times <laughs> Uh, there were several moments in the book that I was interested in the case, at least. The chess mm-hmm. game was an interesting puzzle, and I would have liked that to be not connected to the Big Four. And Hastings going into the house of the enemy was an interesting premise, but he's an idiot. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's just not a good book at all. Uh, no, it's not. And I don't I don't have like the, the nostalgic connection, but I know there are books of hers that aren't as good that I do have that, that same feeling with. Mm-hmm. So I understand everything <laughs> that you're saying. And reading it again, some of it was a chore, but there were some times that I, I enjoyed it, even mm-hmm. though it was dumb. And Christy herself, and I'm going to get into this more with Blue Train, cause it's, which is our next book, but uh, Christy herself commented on it later. Yes. Uh, disparagingly. Yes. And... But I want to talk about that with Blue Train because it's such a bigger deal with Blue Train. Yes. Um, that rotten book or something, that's what she called this one? Yeah, she was not <laughs> pleased. So I would give it t- two stars. Yeah. I don't think it breaks three. So <laughs> in our ranking uh, of all of the Christie's that we have so far, we have Roger Ackroyd, Adversary, Chimney Styles, Investigates, Brown, and Lynx. 
uh, using all those weird <laughs> abbreviations, would you say that this is worse than Lynx? Because we gave Lynx, didn't we give Lynx barely three stars? Like 2.9 or something. <laughs> I feel like for me, it had a lot of the same problems that Lynx did, mm-hmm. but at least Lynx had a character or two. With these, the characters were were just names and stereotypes. The only thing I like about this one better than I did Murder on the Links is because this one is uh, more fun and yeah. more fast-paced. That's but, true. It, it's not as much of a but going Yeah, but going by the pure, like, like the stars, like you said, like the, like the mm-hmm. rating that we gave it, it does end up at the bottom. <laughs> the, like, the worst quality of all of them so far. Yeah, so, so far. yeah, I, I think the big four is the worst book we've read. So far. Mm-hmm. Um, but it won't be the worst of them all. <laughs> so... No, probably not. That's the big four. Yay. Um, Excellent. So you have a game, Charlotte. I do. Ooh. She's uh, running away because she didn't actually have a game. Um, <laughs> now, uh, now what? Anybody realize how, like, really mean Charlotte's been today? Like, really mean to us. Like, Wow. <laughs> She's always interrupting. Yeah, she's not like being nice and well. Wow. I know. Good for you. I know. <laughs> she's um, not being nice. I'm gonna. Uh, I went through her cabinets and I stole some Tupperware because I needed some for the house. Oh my gosh! So that's not. Don't let her know about that's that. That's not a good thing. Well, she she has plenty and I don't have a lot. Okay. And I just figured, you know, share the love, you know, provide for your tribe. <laughs> provide for your tribe. Very well put. Very Thank well. you. I will say, in connection to the book, if you're looking for a Christie, I think we spoiled this book pretty well, but there's not much of a mystery. If you're looking to uh, read one Agatha Christie book, don't make it brown suit or you'll never, you know, read one again. Brown suit? I'm sorry, big four. (laughs) I said the completely wrong book thinking about another one that wasn't very good. (laughs) I'm like, yes, definitely don't read brown suit. (laughs) I'm like I like brown, brown suit a little suit. better than this one. At least it had a cohesive story. I'm pretty story. sure we didn't. You guys didn't. We just didn't review brown suit. <laughs> you looked down. You realize that, that this whole episode that you haven't been paying attention. It's a completely different book. I looked down. I'm wearing a brown suit. Well, that like, would be a shock. What? I didn't think I was wearing yeah. that. Um. So anyway, she's still gone. She's I mean, taking we're, a we're really, trying to kill time. Really but like, time. I've completely run out of things to talk I'm about. So sorry. She should have had this sign up before. Man. I did. Oh, okay. I don't think you did. I thought it was a twist-off cap. Oh, it involves <laughs> bottles. I'm scared. I'm kind of scared too. <laughs> Cause she like she has a bottle. She like ripped off the label of the bottle. Oh no! <laughs> Another taste test. Gosh, is it soda? <laughs> it is it. Okay, I oh. like so. What? Whoa! I'm not gonna make noise. Are all the things? There's shock. Okay, there's a tray. There's uh, <laughs> chips. Little gummy things. baguettes. <laughs> yeah, gummies. Like, that's like terrifying. Fun. I'm sorry about that. And that's <laughs> I couldn't do anything. Uh, chocolate. That. Is that frozen? Like ice cream? No. Oh, and it's like a, a, a kind of like a, a bar. A hostess. Like a hostess bar. It looks like if you took a Twinkie and dipped it in like chocolate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It kinda. does look like that. Yeah, it looks awful. I'm why, sorry, I messed up. Okay. Why don't we let you? So, explain? <laughs> one of my favorite games for me to like listen to and watch was the the taste test one from. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was that from? I don't remember. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. That was <laughs> it doesn't from, matter. That was from... Uh, oh, I wish I knew. It's not important. You're right. 
I know. Well, it, you're right. It isn't important. But anyway, so this one is a little bit different. I haven't tasted any of these, but how this connects to the book is that this is all international snacks. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> so when we've oh, tasted no. them, I have not tasted any of these. I'm going to taste okay. them along. I know what they are, Yes. but I'm are going these, to taste them these along jelly with you. Babies? Jelly bellies? No. Jelly babies? Oh. <laughs> Good yeah, try. You got excited. I thought that was going to be cool. So, is this um, from Maine? Because the, sh the shot glass of, of little liquid here has a moose on it. It says Maine. That's pretty international. It's also got like... <laughs> it's really close to Canada. <laughs> so, yeah, so all of these are international okay. snacks. And okay. I'll tell you about them once we've tried them. And I'll try them with you. But you guys have to try to figure it out. But okay. I wanted to give a little like statement so far of, of the games and what we've done. I like went back and listened to just the games that we've done. Oh. And I know not each one of us was involved in each one, but Josh, you have been involved in five games. Okay. Wow. Of those potential five games you could have won, you had three ties and two losses. Oh my gosh. <laughs> not shocking. <laughs> I never won one. Today might be your day. I doubt it. Uh, for myself, I've only been involved in three games. I've had one tie, one win, and one loss. Pretty. You're shaking it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very consistent Good with job. something. Because yeah. um, it's consistent with mediocrity. Zach has Mediocre been involved... intellect. Yes, that's me. <laughs> Zach has been involved in seven games. Wow. Wow. Has had four ties, one loss, and two wins. Very nice. Very nice. So <laughs> you have more opportunities to win. So, I mean, you've won more. He always plays. But right? I really, aren't we all a winner here? Yes. I still think with the Except averages, though, it still makes <laughs> yeah, it higher clearly. than mine. Because I've only got one out of three, and you've got two out of seven. Well, that's I don't not, know how math works. That's not... And you can't be as bad as me. Three, and this is two out of seven. I'm pretty sure you're in the lead. Oh, okay. It, it doesn't matter. Let's not get all mathy on here. <laughs> and and sure Josh is, you know... <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> so we'll see what happens with okay. this one. All right. So uh, try, try these first. They look like sour cream and onion chips. I thought they kind of looked like salt and pepper chips. Okay. Okay. They're thick, aren't they? Yeah. Like, oh, that's gross. <laughs> the texture's weird, but the taste is a like I don't taste any flavor. Is it's, it a little sweet? It's or? a little sweet. I it's was gonna say sweet. that. What are they? Butterscotch chip chips? <laughs> fanatic like I am. Mm -hmm. Zach loves chips. Yeah, I love chips. Okay, good. I can't get like I can't get a flavor other than an underlying sweet flavor. And the chips they taste not stale, but not fresh. They they're just thicker than usual. Definitely, because... Oh, this one's a little then. better. It's sweet. What is it, though? Those are weird. I don't know. What are they? You have to guess. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I figure if I'm going to lose, though. Um, it's sweet. Um, uh, it's kind of sweet, but I don't know if it's going to be, like cake it's not like chocolate sweet it's mm. like it's like toothpaste sweet um <laughs> what <laughs> what kind of toothpaste do you use <laughs> like that bubble Mine's gum <laughs> <laughs> uh i'm gonna guess uh i know that i know it's not sweet potato because they're not oh that's like in, that's insightful though but that yeah because yeah, it's not too sweet but yeah. right um my first guess was butterscotch which is really stupid, but I can't think of anything I else. Can, I can see it. So I'm going to say butterscotch. I'm going to say sweet corn because I'm, I'm an idiot. Sweet corn? <laughs> Might be it. She's gone again. She's never going to be here for this game. We'll get some really great sound bites out of this. Oh. <laughs> okay. So. She's got the secret bag of secretness. 
They are <laughs> honey butter. Honey oh. butter. <laughs> I was gonna say butter something. So what? Oh, cool. But you said land... butter scotch. Yeah. What well, is that Japanese? I think that these looks like. Are... I think those are Japanese characters. It's they're... the bag says that they're from Hong Kong, but I thought I saw these on another. Mm. On a YouTube video. It does taste like honey after you hear that. <laughs> after you know that. You guys had the sweetness, for sure. Yeah. Doesn't um, it? I thought they were Korean. I thought they were a Korean I, snack. Yeah. But, okay. um, anyway. <laughs> for some reason, there's a warning on the bag that says, Consuming this product can expose, can expose you to chemicals including acrylamide, which is known in the state of California to cause cancer. Why on earth did you have a seat, though? <laughs> I have to go purge. I'll be right back. <laughs> I thought maybe one would be okay, considering, you know, they we just ate, like, We ate, like, five. eight. <laughs> I think you're fine. So you guys were really close. All right. Now the tiny baguettes. Okay. In me. <laughs> uh, it's If you've ever drank a diet soda, which I'm sure you guys haven't, you had more exposure to it. And it's only, that says yeah. in California, you only get it if you're in California. Only if you surf a lot. Right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, so that was a like a savory Swedish one. I guess we can no. Let's do this one next. Okay, these look like kind of like gummies or cough drops. And they just smell like they smell. What like color gummies. would you say they are? They're like imagine like the color that you would get like a peach one. Yeah, that's mm, a peach mm -hmm. gummy. Mm. I like it. And tastes like a peach gummy. To me, it does. Yeah, peach gummy does. <laughs> that's what you're going with. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's gonna be like raw fish. <laughs> I don't think so. I'm gonna be well, like, I like raw fish now. <laughs> In gummy form, anyway. <laughs> oh, what my. is this now? These are. Those are vitamins. <laughs> what is it? Is your finger in the way? Is there more to that word? Oh, lychee. Lychee. What is lychee? <laughs> Those look is like raspberries. A... They do look like raspberries. Is that a fruit? It is a fruit. Oh, yep. I didn't and know these, about this it. This is from Japan, so we've got Korea, maybe, and Japan. And a lychee is like a little berry. Okay. So not peach, but it definitely does well, taste like good. It. Yeah, and, and it's not the same color as the package. Like, I, don't know. I know. I was kind of angry about that. I like, wanted them to be red. I would never <laughs> say, "Oh, you want a lychee one?" I like you, <laughs> but uh, I never say that because I don't know what a lychee. A lychee is. grows on trees, and it is the only berry in the soap berry family. <laughs> Whatever soap berry is. So I can just I can don't even need to use soap in the bathroom. You just eat those and you're clean. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That is the answer. So you guys, okay. you guys are doing great. Uh, you want to go with these now? The little baguettes. They look like little baguettes. <laughs> and these they are... Smell... They smell a little... Gross. Like, they smell... <laughs> you know they smell? They smell like oodles of noodles. Packed. I thought, this, I thought they, they do. I thought it smelled a little bit like Old Bay. <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I need to get bad. more soda. That's gross. <laughs> man. Get it out. That's bad. Okay. The, cat, the cat's reacting, too. <coughs> oh, that's puke. bad. Is that, like, beef flavor? <laughs> I'm really bad with handling food, and I might puke. Oh. It's <laughs> a little dramatic. <laughs> it tastes like fake... Get it out. Fake meat. Like, flavor oh. of meat. Like, you're saying it's getting worse. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's Any guess. guesses? Puke. <laughs> beef. Oh, really bad. Beef baguette. Mm. I'm gonna say pork. Ugh. Yeah, I'll say that. Pork. That is so. That is so bad. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. Why would humans eat that? What? Ugh. Shrimp crackers. <laughs> shrimp. Oh, that makes sense now that you say it. Because I said Old Bay, and I was thinking of shrimp, not mm -hmm. Old Bay. These are from Korea. Oh, they're spicy. It's in my teeth. 
<laughs> Eats a gummy. It helps. I do need out. something to cleanse my palate before the sweet <laughs> stuff. <laughs> oh, that was bad. That was horrible. <laughs> I reached to get a gummy in Zach took the last one. Oh, there's more. There's more. Oh, that was so nasty. That is really bad. That is really bad. Oh, oh they oh. were individually wrapped, you hardworking girl. I am. I am. Okay, if the next <laughs> thing is that bad, Zach might quit. I think that was the worst. I'm, honestly, I am. I'm not joking. I, I was kind of like my. I was like eh, over there. Oh man. <laughs> it was really bad. That was the worst thing ever. I'm really bad. I'm really picky. <laughs> yes. Okay, so let's do let's do the drink. The drink. The okay, it looks like uh, it's. I guess uh, I'm getting the big one. You don't have to drink it. It's all. bubbly. <laughs> uh -huh. It looks like a soda because I don't think he would give me beer. No, it's it does, but it looks like a, a bubbly beer though. It smells yeah. like beer. <laughs> it does. It does not. Are we smell supposed it. to drink it like a shot? You don't have to. Just taste it. I just needed a tiny glass to. Put it, it definitely in. smells like beer. It's not beer. It smells like. It does not. Okay. It does not taste like beer. It doesn't smell like. It beer, does not either. taste like good though. Woo, that's interesting. It's not bad. I if, feel like <laughs> I've had this. There's a fruit that it tastes like, but I can't think of the fruit. It tastes like one of those um, Haritos. The Mexican mm -hmm. sodas? Mm-hmm. Jaritos. <laughs> Tastes like Cool Ranch Doritos. <laughs> what was it we said last time, everything we tried? Tastes like Mother Earth. <laughs> <laughs> We're hilarious. <laughs> you are. Yeah, we crack yeah. ourselves up. That tastes, that tastes like toothpaste. I love the cup. I don't know what this is. Mm. I know I've had it. It tastes like fluoride. It does taste like fluoride. I feel like I've had this. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know if you have or not. Well, you, have you had fluoride? Before, I didn't, I didn't, I never liked fluoride. It's got fluoride. a nasty aftertaste, yeah. too. I always begged that I wouldn't have to get it to the dentist. <laughs> then I turned 18, and I was like, no fluoride for me. No dentist oh, for me. Oh, with the trays that they put in your mouth? Yeah, I haven't oh. been to the dentist in like two years. Oh, that's not good. What a nice confession for the wow. podcast. <laughs> well, we'll make, him, we'll make him go to the dentist in the dentist book. Oh, yeah. Overdose of death. death. Oh, okay. No, I always get that wrong. Mm. Um, <laughs> You're thinking so uh, It's like a fruit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's just that soda from Peru. I don't know. Oh. I don't think so. It's just the one that I've ha I had with the for Forced Mandy. Oh. oh, I don't know. It was in, the, it's this can. It's, it tastes like bubble gum. It's this bubble gum. It's, I don't know what it's called. It's in, it's like yellow. This, it's but this it's not color. bubble gum flavored. It just no, tastes no, no. like it. Yeah. I'll, you have to show me the label. It's not. I threw the label away. Oh. It's not a. It's not from Peru, okay. so it must oh. not be that. But it could. Taste I mean, I got same. it in America, but. <laughs> yeah, I know. I have but no it guess. Was, it's, it's a Mexican soda. Okay. So, but not Haritos. But anyway, so just the flavor, just gets the flavor. Um, uh, <laughs> pomegranate. Okay. Passion fruit. Okay, that's. Because I've had passion fruit, and it is. It is. It. That's how much passion I have about this. None. <laughs> what do you think, Zach? Um, dead air. <laughs> I have no idea. It's uh, like the worst thing to listen to. I know. It's me being uh, like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'll go with. Uh, I'll, uh, it's that color. What's that color? Nothing. <laughs> well, like you said, beer is Beer that and pee is the only thing that's oh, that gosh. color. Your pee should not be that <laughs> color. <laughs> you need to go to the dentist and the urologist. Um, I don't know. I'm going to go with that soda from Peru. What she said it wasn't. That? I don't know. She said it wasn't that. I don't care. I'm just what I'm going about. Okay. It's banana. Oh. <laughs> I haven't had that. No, I didn't think you had it. I don't know what the one from Peru. Okay, the last thing is. looks good, but I feel yeah. like it's a trick. 
I don't know. I don't know. I haven't tasted. Okay, the this, last so. thing. Yeah, it's it's chocolate, like it chocolate sprinkles. The end of the middle. I want the end. I'll have the end. You should have the middle for putting okay. us through this. <laughs> and the inside looks. It looks like. Oh, it looks like cake. And, and there's a cream on the red? top and some red. Is that strawberry? It smells okay. Hmm. Tastes so good. It tastes a little cheap, like really cheap. Um, I don't know. Like Twinkie or like the off-brand Twinkies. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the red, the red is strong. Whatever that may be. <laughs> it has to be something, weird. something weird that you got it for this. Yeah, it's not just like ho-ho with red. <laughs> I love those. <laughs> Give me the ho-ho with the red. The chocolate's not bad. No. It's um, just cheap. But what is that red? Like black? Cherry? You have to guess. Black cherry. Okay. Not Black a normal cherry. cherry. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm bad. Um, <laughs> I'm going to guess like really bad imitation of strawberry. And that's the label on the bag. <laughs> you are correct. Oh, I got one right. <laughs> Cheap strawberry. Yep. Wow. So good job. Zach wins again. Well, I, I need to be consistent like Hastings. I am the Hastings of Don't Drink the Tea. You are wow. not. Thank you very much. You are not. <laughs> well, this has been a fun episode where we talked about the big four and we didn't disagree at all. And we ate four snacks. And we Five? ate snacks. <laughs> and we're going to hopefully have good snacks after this, after those uh, baguettes of shrimp death. Oh, those were so bad. It's the worst. I, yeah. I, they tasted like oodles of noodles. Like, like the like shrimp oodles. Yeah, like like a packet. Like yeah. if you just like dipped a just little baguette. The, ew, yeah, yeah. You just ate the package. You're like kids on the, the wrapper off. Used to do. They used to take oodles. I don't know. I'm telling this now. They used to break off the dry noodles oh. and dip it in the packet and eat it. And I was like, oh. you people are disgusting. They're definitely in jail now. That's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> oh, well, if you didn't want to go to all that work, you can just buy shrimp crackers. I even got you the spicy shrimp crackers. Can you imagine if they would have been like the non-spicy ones? They would have been worse. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Good thing they were spicy. You dip them in some ranch, they'll taste great. So it was so much fun going to the international food store, though, and looking at all of the... You're brave. The, the crazy different snacks that people eat. She went up to the so counter fun. with this, and they were like, What? For the record, I brought Charlotte home good snacks when I went to Japan, and now she gave us you did. nasty snacks from wherever she went, the international Oh, I forgot the little cake thing that we ate. That was also um, from Mexico. Oh, okay. Fun. Yeah. And where was the shrimp stuff from? Japan? Korea. Korea. Oh, okay. And the little lychee things. Well, they, which they were Is this bad. what they talk about when they're talking about like nukes and stuff? Is that these things? I don't know. Nuclear bombs? <laughs> what? <laughs> these are these are the nukes, the this real nukes. Level the, city. the shrimp baguettes. Okay, <laughs> we're spiraling out of control. Our next book that we've already talked about is Mystery of the Blue Train. Yay! And that is a very special book for a very weird reason, and we hope you tune in for it. If you liked this, or if you like our podcast, or even if you didn't, please give it a like. <laughs> yes, like it anyway. <laughs> There's not a dislike button on. Sound Shouldn't be. Cloud. I think we talked they about They made this. one when they heard about our podcast. So many people, so many of the, the fans are so great, and they're always good about telling one of us like what they liked. Yeah, personally. Which is fantastic, and I love that. But also, please leave it in the comments. That would be great, too. Yeah, and if you have any questions about anything, it can even be the book that we've already done, we'll address it. It because could be about nuclear weapons. It could be about shrimp them crackers. shrimpy nukes. Yep. <laughs> so grab yourself a copy of Blue Train, and we'll see you on the highway. No, I lost the brain cells in this last game. <laughs> Those nukes. <laughs> Them shrimpy nukes. Have some banana water.